today on CityCast Madison. The city's architecture helps define its character. What would Madison be without the state capitol or Monona Terrace? Today we're doing something fun. CityCast Madison's Haley Sperling and Molly Stentz join me to give our picks for iconic Madison buildings that are historic, new to the cityscape, cooler quirky, and just plain ugly. It's Wednesday, November 1st. I'm Dylan Brogan, and here's what Madison's talking about. Molly, good morning. Thanks for being here. Hey, Dylan. Hi, Haley. Hi, Dylan. Hi, Molly. All right, here is the plan for today. We are giving you our picks for notable buildings in town. We're gonna, we have four categories. Favorite historic building, favorite new building, favorite quirky building, cool building, interesting building, and then the ugliest building. And we'll start with historic. And oh, and nobody gets to say the state capitol. Everybody loves the state capitol. Boo! <laughs> Stole my pick right off the bat. All right, Haley, what's your favorite historic building in Madison? Okay, so this was a good one. I kind of went the like contemporary historic building just because I, I really love a lot of the old buildings on campus, like Science Hall, namely. But we also recently just talked about that in our Haunted Madison episode. So go check that out if you haven't yet. So my historic building of choice is actually the Robert W. Kastenmeier U.S. Courthouse. <gasps> Very cool. What? Yes. Yes. Spicy. Exactly. Spicy. Right. It's a it's a little bit of a twist, right? It's historic because it opened in 1984, which shockingly, as uh, as my mind thinks, is not like 20 years ago. It's like closer to 50 years ago um, than anything else. So yeah, this building, it's located right downtown at 120 North Henry Street. If you've never seen the building, here is a, a quick description of it. It's massive. It's dark blue. It's got big, smooth corners outside, few windows, courthouse, you know, Tone Madison really said it best. So uh, this description from Tone Madison says, Madison's federal courthouse is a truly contemporary canister of justice. To approach the Robert W. Kastenmeier U.S. courthouse from the north is to take it head on, almost like looking up the building's nostrils. Formally, the courthouse presents itself as a solid, smooth object clad in blue. The rounded corners exaggerate the building's objectness so that it comes to resemble a giant building-sized Lego or other plastic toy. The courthouse disguises a brainy architectural concept that takes cues from late modernism and the Wisconsin landscape. So what? build that picture in your mind. It's a big old Lego sitting right off of State Street. <laughs> I call it the blue tin can, like the neon lit blue tin can of the 80s. It reminds me of a movie theater inside, like an old fashioned yeah. Art Deco movie theater. And it does have a lot of those. So like the building itself is very much based around like modernism, postmodernism and whatnot. But it's funny that you bring up the Art Deco because like, yeah, Molly, like you mentioned, there's a big old neon chandelier on the outside that is very much a nod to the Art Deco movement. It's quite iconic. 
It's quite dated, if you'd ask me, but it's a really cool art installation that is just this like bright reddish orange neon color that really stands out against this dark blue canister of a building, if you will, and really just kind of makes you think about what you've done in order to find yourself at the federal courthouse. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my pick is actually an Art Deco building. Speaking of Art Deco. Okay. And that is the Tenney Building on the Capitol Square. So it's 110 East Main, the corner of Main and Pinckney, right at King. It's got really cool lights, like these cool light features at the top that are very Art Deco. Yeah, you probably know it by the fact that it houses Colectivo. Now I know exactly what you're talking about. So it was actually... Madison's first steel building. It's got like limestone on the the exterior. Like as Dylan mentioned, the cool like I'm sure there's an architectural name for those cool little features at the top of the building, but I don't know what it's called. Somebody call in, tell us what those cool things are called at the top of the building. But it's just classy. It was built in 1929, and um, I like the old stuff, Dylan. It's weird. I also I also picked an Art Deco style building, which wow. is built in 1937. It's part kind of a three building series, but I picked the Quisling Tower mm. on Gilman in Wisconsin. It's a very cool looking, pretty big apartment building for the 30s, but it's got like those cool rounded edges and it's made out of this light brick. I think it's limestone and yeah, and it's named after this historic family in Madison, these prominent physicians of Norwegian descent that were related to Nazis, but got here way before then. So we'll just forget that part. But they have three cool buildings named after them, the coolest of which is named Quisling Tower. And it's right at the top of the hill on Gilman on Wisconsin. And I used to live by this building. I always love this building. It's a technically like streamlined art, modern, how do you say modern with an E at the end? Moderne. Moderne. I I think that's the kind of vaccine I got. But I got the Art Moderne style building. And yeah, I just think it's just a beautiful building. And I think next time you drive down Wisconsin Avenue, you'll notice and be like, oh, yeah, that is really cool. I knew someone who lived there. Yeah, me too. I think we all do. Two people. (laughs) All right. Favorite new buildings. Now, Molly, you should kick us off for this one. But I found this much harder. True. And I think you're going to hate me because I, so we were like, what's a new building? And I think we kind of said something recent, maybe the past 10, 20 years, you know, since this century. And I got nothing. You you don't have a pick? Let me finish. I got nothing from this century. I had to go back like 40, 50 years. So that's oh, my you, caveat. You cheated. You cheated. I definitely cheated because all the new buildings are ugly. I'm going to say it. I don't like anything built in the past 20 years. But there is a very cool building, and I call it the Hobbit House, and it's on the west side, so you can hate it if you want to, but <laughs> it is a very cool, small, earth-sheltered, sod-roof Hobbit House on Stevens Street between Hoyt Park and Quarry Park. Do you know where I'm talking about? Kind of by the like the Whole Foods neighborhood. I know, I know the house you're talking about. It is very cool. So it was. I looked it up. It was built in the '80s, so that's as far back as I can go. But it is a really cool little building. I bet it's really dark inside. I've only ever seen it from the outside, but it's one of a kind. That's my pick. Very low heating bills. Yeah, 
If you live in the Hobbit house, please call us. Yeah. All right, Haley. Molly is disqualified. <gasps> What's your new building? I hope I don't get disqualified because I kind of took a little bit of a different take on this when it comes to new. Because I also, like Molly, I really struggled with coming up with a, a new building that I really like. Because all the new buildings I think of, you know, I think of all the new construction on East Wash. Anyways, I'm not here to talk about East Wash. That is a whole episode in itself. I want to talk about what's happening on the north side because the north side is having a little bit of a glow up. And so my favorite new building is actually an old building that was remodeled in 2022. It would be the Zippy Lube at 2013 North Sherman. And I really think that this has to count as a new building. So originally, if you're not familiar, this Zippy Lube was a zippy lube car service station you know so it's got garage doors um that it was a place to get your oil changed get your tires fixed and whatnot but these days it's coffee and donuts and i think that's pretty neat so the outside of zippy lube they they really kept a lot of nods to the original building it's got a lot of 80s vibes it's got some bright colors on the outside they kept those garage doors around, but they really updated the whole place. You know, they made it suitable to be a restaurant and it's it's very fun inside. So that that's my take on, mm. on one of those. That should have been our category. Best remodel. Best remodel. Oh, of course. Blame the category. Uh, <laughs> I'll give you a slight loophole, a slightly better than just completely ignoring the category. I tried. I really tried. I actually picked a new building and it was really hard. And it was built in the last like five years and it's on West Washington. And it used to be where those, you know, those big houses where all those college kids used to live. But it's the Enviri building on West Wash. It's where Nitro is. What? Oh. It has, oh. It's, it is big, but it has. That's decent. That's decent. I think they did a great job with it because, you know, it really didn't seem to change the character of that block at all. It has like cool white bricks. It's sort of set back. There's actually like a way bigger apartment building. A tat- I mean, it's all the same building, but it's sort of gray while there's white around um, kind of the first four floors. So it looks smaller to me than uh, other new buildings. Did they glue on the brick? All new buildings. They do that. They're like, oh. I mean, that it is brick. We want it to look like brick, but it actually isn't. This one really looks like brick, and it is brick. It's not brick wallpaper. Anyway, I think they did an excellent job with this one. The apartments in that building are absurdly high-priced. I mean, in a studio, it's like 1200 bucks, but I guess that's the going rate. But I just think it's an actual new building that didn't destroy the character of the neighborhood. I agree with you. I agree with you on that yeah. one. That's a good one. Well, then, Molly, what about your favorite quirkiest building? I feel like you, your Hobbit house really fits the bill on that one, but you got another quirky one? That's true. I have a soft spot in my cold, dark heart for the Water Tower Place building in Monona, the glass building, the weird-ass glass trapezoid on Monona Drive next to the big water tower. I almost chose that exact same one. But I didn't. I didn't because I thought Dylan would ding me for it being in Monona. But I'm glad that oh, you're talking about no. it. No, no, no. Hey, Monona gets a little bit different. We're not talking McFarland. That's fair. That's fair. There's another really great Tone Madison article about this building exactly. And they get into the inside and like all of its trapezoidal beauty and whatnot. Because you really don't have a lot of buildings like that anywhere. It's right? unique. I don't know. It's unique. It That's what I, I like. The interesting. There's so much just 
noise, you know, just like big blocky noise in of buildings and the things that actually stand out and make you stop in your tracks and are like, what is going on there? That's what I like. It like fits in really well with the environment too. All right, that might have been you might have that might have yeah. been better than mine. So what you got? Well, I went with Mickey's Tavern on Williamson mm. Street, just because I feel like it is a very iconic building. It is like an old Queen Anne style yeah. 1902 building. It used to be the Ahara Hotel. I think it was the New Burr Restaurant Hotel and Saloon for a while. And what I like about Mickey's is when you go inside, like uh, especially when there's like a band or something, then it is not set up like to accommodate a lot of people. There's just like teeny little egress areas and like a weird back porch. It's just set up in such a quirky, fun way. And I love how they painted it. And I used to have a friend who lived on the apartments upstairs. And it is so crazy that people live above Mickey's Tavern, by the way. Can you even imagine that? Does it get loud? Oh, of course. It's like a whole scene. But I just, uh, it has a cool like little turret. It just, I think uh, it's one of man. it's a really iconic building. I think, you know, really sums up Williamson Street, Willie Street really well. So right by my old middle school O'Keefe. So what about you, Haley? I have a couple of thoughts. And I thought that, you know, we have to bring up the building that everyone loves to hate. And that is humanities. <laughs> we're, we're skipping ahead to the next section. I know. I know. So this this one, like humanities was kind of my like, this is the crazy slash like love to hate. So this this is the one. So humanities, if you're not familiar, it looks like a brutalist mecca. It is full of concrete and weird skylights and entrances that don't make sense. And it houses the ho- the School of Letters and Sciences, essentially for UW, which is like 20,000 kids at this point. And the building is quite literally falling apart. It is unwell. It is scheduled for demolition, unfortunately, but also fortunately because Letters and Science deserves a lot more than the Humanities Building. The Humanities Building, I think, is a feat. Oh, I love it. I think it's, I, I, I appreciate it for so many different ways. I think it's a feat of architecture and of construction. And like, it takes up an entire city block. Like, this thing is really not messing around. It is in Madison and you know you are here. But also... It's time has come and the students deserve, you know, to sit in a classroom that doesn't smell like mold and doesn't have leaky windows. Yes. And also, like, stand under the thing in winter and try not to die from an icicle on your head. I mean, that's the thing about these campus buildings that were built. It was like, did they not have winter back then? No. Did they not understand that if you built these overhangs, you know, that you would get these huge icicles that then they have to go around and, like cordon off from the public so nobody dies by standing under a building that just seems like architectural fail 101 but well i i really like humanities i think uh, for all the reasons you talked about maybe not as negatives but i think i, I don't even know how they there's so much concrete in that thing Mold, love it <laughs> how the heck are they going to get rid of it it's like riot proof it, it really is cool and those icicles they used to thin out you know the population a little bit so it's actually it's not riot proof dylan that's all a myth. That's not real. It's been debunked. I've got a link to a Badger Herald article that debunks this, and we can put it in the show notes for you. All right. Well, I like the myth. Then you kick us off with the ugliest one since you got us down the humanities path, which I like humanities and virus a lot, but that's just me. Go ahead with the ugliest. Yeah, that's the thing. Okay, so here's my hot take. 
is that the ugliest buildings, we're going to go back to East Wash and take your pick because it's all of them. This cookie cardboard cutout of condos, apartments, they make me very sad. And I'm not trying to shame anyone that lives there. Again, I think it's important to have housing density. These buildings are important, but they look sad. They make me sad. I'm talking about like Galaxy, Constellation, Lyric, Arden, The Standard. The list goes on. Just all of them. Just just all of them. Take your pick. Like throw a dart and you land on one of them. And this is why it was so hard to pick a favorite new building because these are all the new buildings, you know, like I, I lived in a newly constructed apartment building back in like 2019 and um, looked great on the outside. It was quite literally falling apart on the inside, despite me being the first tenant to ever live there. So yeah, those ugliest buildings go to pretty much anything that's been built within the last 15 years. (laughs) Beat that. All right, taking a wide brush on ugliest buildings. <laughs> All of East Wash construction the last twenty years. Okay, what you got, Dylan? City County <laughs> building. It's this is the shame of our city that mm. county and city government are in this. And I like brutalist architecture. I don't even think it's that. It's <gasps> awful. If anyone has ever seen like the old city hall or the old Dane County courthouse or like the really old one, man, they're, these were beautiful like science hall like buildings. And in the 1957, they built this monstrosity called the city county building. The only thing cool about it are the floors. Uh, I'll give the floors some credit. It's just a disgrace for the whole city that there's, it's just a big, ugly, gross thing with a disgusting, out of date, inhumane jail on the top of it. Just to throw that in there. Little cherry on top of the worst building in town. So, you know, it's not uh, the Mass Municipal building across the street. They did a great job of restoring that. Um, they did. Well, what's your ugly building, Molly? Oh, we already talked about it. Humanities. Oh, you picked Humanities <laughs> as yep. your ugliest one? Yep. Oh, I like Humanities. Yeah. My idea for the Alumni Association, if anybody wants it, is paintball, right? Like, just give somebody the opportunity to, like, paintball those suckers, you know? Like, I don't care how much you got to charge, set up a whole booth. You could make so much money on graduation weekend if you would just let us, like, throw rotten tomatoes or paint at those buildings. It would be fun. I always wanted to do that. I don't know what's stopping you. (laughs) Maybe a couple of laws, like, I don't know, public indecency, but also, yeah, what's stopping you? I mean, if if a couple of couple of rogue tomatoes show up at Humanities, you know Molly Stenz was absolutely not responsible. Deny. I deny everything. This is why I think it should be an officially sanctioned event. They can make money. You know, those things, it's like those like church bazaars where it's like smash the car for 10 bucks. You know, here's a sledgehammer. Come on. You never done that? That's so true. And the university needs funding. We got to get creative with this stuff, Molly. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Always thinking. Yes. I'm always thinking. Molly Stenz. Good picks. Thanks. Except for that one you're disqualified from. Uh, I like that quirky uh, 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 Not my fault nothing cool has been built in the past 20 years. Oh, I mean, you guys got to expand your mind a little bit. Haley, good job. Th- thank you. <laughs> What's your favorite Madison building? Give us your pick by emailing madison at citycast.fm. And here's what else Madison's talking about. The Gov strikes back. The relationship between the governor and the legislature has been a little frosty for a while. 
Now add another lawsuit to the mix. Wisconsin Governor Tony Evers is suing lawmakers for letting their committees effectively veto parts of the budget and state laws. He's arguing their actions are unconstitutional because they're violating the separation of powers between the legislative and executive branches. Evers is upset about the GOP-controlled legislature blocking pay raises for tens of thousands of UW system employees, among other things. And Mass and Metro has confirmed reports swirling on social media that bed bugs have been found on its buses. Metro officials say one bed bug was found on a bus in late September by a mechanic doing maintenance. Another one was found in late October on another bus. Both vehicles were quarantined and treated. Mass and Metro says there have been no reports of passengers finding bed bugs. That's all for today here on CityCast Madison. I'm Dylan Brogan. If you enjoyed the show, why not share this episode with someone who really likes stained glass windows? They seem like a pain to me. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Until then, 